your feminine transformation, embodying true self. Part one, episode 142. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome, Awaken You listeners, to another beautiful week in Awaken You in Your Marriage Land. How are you all doing this week? Are you taking brave steps to change the trajectory of your marriage? I know that I am every day, and this is just beautiful work, my friends. I'd love to hear about the work that you are doing. And if you're not, well, then of course, I would love to hear from you. I would love you to book a courageous love conversation. And let's talk about what is keeping you from stepping into this work. I think the work of nurturing and finding deeper connection in our intimate relationship is always changing. We work on one area and maybe it's the way we deal with conflict. And then we discover that part of the problem with conflict is that we're not communicating very well. So we start diving into learning how to better express our needs, our desires, our stories, our celebrations, our concerns. So yes, I'd love to hear what you're working on. What is working and what isn't working? Where do you feel stuck? Where do you feel paralyzed? Where do you feel confused? Where do you feel afraid? Let's chat in a courageous love conversation and share all the things with me. I love talking all things relationships. And of course, before we dig into today's topic, I want to know if you have downloaded my Abundant Love mini course, because that is a perfect place to start. And if you haven't downloaded it and you're struggling to think of anything positive in your marriage, or you have discovered that you have a lot more negative thoughts about your marriage than you do positive, then please go download it. In this course, you will start to pay attention to the things you focus on and discover which ones are actually moving you towards what you want in your marriage and how many of those thoughts are actually moving you away from what you want. Oh man, I could not see this clearly 10 years ago, but I just really thought it was important to focus on all the things that are wrong because if I didn't, then they would never fix themselves. This is so far from the truth. I know it seems the wrong way to go about it, but honestly, when you're focusing on what is going right, you create more of that in your marriage. It's funny, 
are not so funny that we think that we have to argue with what is happening in order for it to change. But the truth is that these arguments are producing so much negative energy flow through us, out of us, that you will never get what you want from these thoughts. It is truly like being in the middle of a tornado, hoping that on your own strength, you're going to be able to pull yourself out. The course helps you see where your thoughts are. I explain to you how those thoughts are getting you exactly what you're getting, which is not what you want. And I take you through a process of creating your very own love list that you can turn to when your thoughts are turning negative. And this love list will be what pulls you out of the tornado, what calms the storm and into a place that feels safe and protected. And of course, you can find the link to this course in the show notes. How many of you listened to last week's episode? I started to divulge some of my thoughts that I was thinking last week about today's topic. And in that episode, of course, I was talking about um, when we get lazy in our marriage. And I will raise my hand. I have been lazy in my marriage. There are days when I feel lazy in my marriage. And honestly, I am looking at it differently now. There are just some days where I'm actually not lazy. I am just allowing what is and being okay with not necessarily proactively doing something to move it forward. Because of course, this is part of a trauma response, the constant need for things to be different. There are many days when I just embody what is and appreciate how far we have come. Today's topic has really been on my mind mostly, of course, because I am immersed right now in a program where I am working on embodying, awakening, discovering, getting comfortable with my true feminine self. I'm really taking a hard look at my wounds with my father, with the masculine, and really breaking down those wounds, healing those wounds. Uh, I want to suggest that you go back to episodes 31 and 32 if you want to know a little bit more about embodying the masculine and feminine energies. I am going to say straight out that I am not an expert on this, but I have been doing a lot of thinking about this topic. It resonated so well with me when I've heard it in the past, David Dita's book, Intimate Communion, was just very much an eye-opener. And the course that I'm actually going through has a different philosophy around the feminine that I'm a loving. And through the different modalities that I am learning, I'm creating my own idea of what the feminine looks like. And really doing this work of opening up to feeling comfortable embodying my feminine. 
I am really encouraging myself to fully embody all of me, who I am, and noticing when I'm denying parts of myself. Can I say that I am so appreciating the timing of this course, and I'm so looking forward to seeing how this course changes me this last quarter of 2023. This has been a year. Uh, Yeah, a year. This course and this awakening within myself is going to fully round out my year of expansive. That is my word of the year. And when I look back to the beginning of this year and my process of picking this word, It just completely blows my mind how I never, ever know the impact of fully embracing my word and how that is going to change me. I have written a book. I've worked through several physical injuries. I've worked through some trauma. I've peeled back many layers in my own early childhood trauma. And through it all, I have created experiences that have expanded me in ways I could never have known when I picked this word, expansive. Now, as I travel through this course on Awakening My Feminine, it has me reflecting on the masculine, on the feminine, and taking a whole different perspective that I want to share today. I want to hear how this lands for everyone because this is really not as organized as I would normally be in my podcast. It is more just ponderings, considerations, awakenings, awarenesses that are being stirred up in me that I'm sharing just randomly. I believe that my understanding of this is evolving as I learn from others and bring in my own experiences. And that's why I called it part one, because I believe that as I move along, I will have at least another part to this, if not a third or a fourth. And I cannot wait to bring it into my program, helping you to discover your own role and expanding into it be it your feminine or your masculine. Today's episode is going to be a little different from most episodes in that really I am just touching on different topics around the masculine and feminine. As I talk about them, I would love for you to have an open mind. See what comes to your mind as I talk. Maybe through my words, you will hit on something different than I did. And if you do, please share. I want to hear what you hear. What I have embraced previously around the topics of masculine and feminine is this sort of continuum that all people embody. And most of this, uh, these concepts have come to me through David Dita and his work, that it is really when the feminine is fully embodied that she is attracted to the masculine. And of course, when the masculine is fully embodied as well, it is that magnetic attraction. It's like the two different poles on a magnet 
they come together powerfully when both are completely embodied. With this idea, each individual can swing to and from any point on the continuum, which really made sense to me, but it did feel a bit disconnected. Conceptually, what I am taking in now is a little different version, kind of the same, but not really. It is really just a separate embodiment of the feminine and the feminine having, of course, different aspects to it, but not that she swings to the masculine, though we often do. In society, us women, we have learned through the men in our life, through society, that we have to put on the pants or whatever. You know, we have to take this role of achieving and doing in a very masculine, unaligned way. As a fully embodied woman, the idea when I thought about me swinging, like being able to embody my femininity And then the idea of me needing to swing into the masculine when I need to get things done or I have tasks to attend to, it felt a bit disjointed to me, I guess, is what comes. I had to become more of a man to get going, to get busy. Yet I feel like there could be a way for me to be powerful, if that's the word. I'm not sure that powerful really fits that energy. Engaged maybe and focused and getting things done while being fully in my feminine energy. And I want to say that I really believe this year has set me up for this. There have been things that have come into my life this year that have forced me to slow down. I will say that many times this year, I have felt stuck in the freeze nervous system response, or I I just feel like I'm in sludge, like I can't get myself going. And what the truth is, is that I have stepped so far away from that needing to produce from a needy perspective, from that masculine energy. And When I embody that, it doesn't feel good. But when I get this spark of energy, and I think this is my feminine energy, it feels so good, but it doesn't come alive really well right now. I haven't been able to really open up to it. It, It's hard to explain, and I'm hoping that you're understanding me But as I move through this course and understand things differently and the the work I have done, the wisdom I have learned about our nervous system, now really opening up to my feminine and really encouraging myself to embody all of me, I'm starting to see things a little differently. And I'm seeing so much possibility as I heal some of my masculine wounds, my father wounds, and I'm opening up to who I am. So this new perspective 
that I am wrapping my mind around and is really feeling super aligned is this fullness of the feminine, which spans the range of wild and maybe chaotic energies to soft and alluring energies, to nurturing, loving energies, to a spiritual energy, to an energy that embodies wisdom, rationality, intellect, to a creative energy, uh, a passion-filled energy, and not losing the importance of what pleasure is. That energy of being with my man and fully embracing that and loving who he is, as well as embodying that energy of wanting to be a mom, wanting to be able to nurture, love, be compassionate about things that others are going through, struggles that other people are experiencing. And when I can embody all of these different parts of what the feminine really is, I don't need to think, okay, I need to shift gears into the masculine to get some things done, right? It's just another part of me that is truly feminine. And this concept feels so much more in line with what feels right to me, what aligns to me, what aligns to my soul, when it comes to feminine energy. And then with this, I also realize and accept that so many of us women have actually adopted the masculine energies as our way of creating success for ourselves, like powering through like a man would, feeling the need to be masculine, to sit in the room or sit in a meeting with other powerful masculine energies. And that is something I also want to look at. I want us, those of us of the feminine nature to know that we can create enormous success without needing to be the masculine, right? While fully embracing our feminine energies knowing that those energies bring so much to the table that complement the masculine energies. And that when we know how to embody our feminine energies, we invite the men to step up into their masculine. What I see is that when us women are living more in our masculine energy, We haven't learned how to embody our feminine energy in our intimate relationship. Many men will sit back in their masculine energies. And this is creating weak men in our homes. This is this vicious cycle because internally, the feminine, we are craving our man to step into his masculine 
not the arrogant, not the prideful man. We're not wanting that. It is the man who listens to the feminine with empathy, wraps his loving arms around her, letting her know that everything is going to be okay. He is going to take care of her. She is safe. She is considered. She is highly respected and that he will take care of her every need. Yes, she can take care of herself. We strong women, and I'm I'm starting to like not want to use that strong word because it has a connotation in our society of the masculine, but it is strong in a feminine way. And it allows us to be able to relax into his arms when she knows that she can let go and trust him. And what I do really see as I play around with this is I let go of that masculine energy within myself. And it's a process because it's something I have fully embodied to run a business for 30 some years. Um, I was using all my masculine and it was draining. But when we become the masculine in our intimate relationship, it doesn't allow our men to be there in their masculine. And we aren't in the relationship to provide safety and security for them, okay? And when we look at attachment styles, of course, we are building a secure relationship for our partner, but it looks different how we show up in the feminine. Providing a secure space for our partner is different than the energy that the masculine provides for us in the feminine so that we know we're in a safe place. Articulating all of that right now, um, I'm not sure I can really articulate what that looks like yet. And trust me, I am working on that to share it. But as I explore this topic, there are so many things that I have learned that we women and the men as well, we need to reconcile for ourselves. We need to reconcile with our beliefs about family. What comes up for you when you think about family? And then as well, our ancestral lineage, breaking any damage or any pain that we probably don't even know about, right? But there is definitely going to be that pain in our lineage, no matter what. We may not know the women, we may not know what happened, but those pains are carried in to our core. Much of this is so unknown to us. We need to wrap our arms around all of the good that has been passed down through the ages to us. There is so much goodness as well. And we have that unified feminine ancestral lineage backing us up, cheering us on. They have let go of their pains and their troubles. We're embodying them. So we have to heal our relationships with 
our family and with our ancestral lineage. We have to heal our relationships with our father as well as our mother because often we are carrying those unhealed parts of those relationships into our intimate relationship. Often hoping that our partner will be the one to heal those parts. But that is not our partner's place in our relationship. It is our job to heal those parts. And I do want to say that you might be thinking, I grew up in a loving home with a loving mother and a loving father, and that is awesome. But every one of us carries some sort of wound from our parents that we may not even understand that we have. What do you all think of this masculine feminine talk? Like I said, I'm just scratching the surface of what is coming into my brain and what is just like creating so much excitement inside of me. Do you feel like you're embodying your true feminine self or do you think she might be hidden under this shell of protection, this masculine dominant energy? As I learn more about this idea, I look so forward (laughs) to sharing what I learn and what my thoughts are about what I learn. I can't wait to incorporate this into the work of what we do together in my Awaken You program so that you can fully bloom into your best self and be the partner that fully embraces their role, allowing their spouse to develop into theirs. So I have a question for you as we wrap up. What I want to know, I want to hear from all of you. I want to hear what one thing I could do better here on the podcast. What is it that you think would help you out more and help others out as they're struggling in their marriage? I would love to know. You can direct message me on Instagram or you can send me an email. It's christine at christinebongiovanni.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing week. I love you all. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life, we study it, and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.